Have a nice weekend. We might have a we might lose power with this storm, so that's why best to start now before it happens. It's not storming over here yet. It's coming to you. It's headed your way. Yeah, great. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode seventy-six of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. We're number one. This of is, all time. This is actually the most American episode. It's episode seventeen seventy-six. But it's Our, not the 4th of July. Not Fallout 76. Damn, a lot of episodes. I missed a whole lot. Yeah, 1776. Yeah. We mm-hmm. replaced yeah. you for uh, 1,700 yeah, episodes. I missed a little over 1,000 episodes. <laughs> this episode is dedicated strictly to Fallout 76. <laughs> so I hope you played a lot of it, Michael. Game of the Year edition. Yep. The inevitable Game of the Year yep. edition. It's coming, you know yeah, it. Oh, yeah. NPC edition. That's probably not coming, but you know what is? This week's news. Dun, 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 dun. DuckTales Remastered has been delisted. There's uh, new screens in the new Switch models, supposedly. We have a final listing for the TurboGrafx-16 mini lineup. August uh, Nintendo Switch Online titles have been announced, and they're kind of weird. We also have two new Sega Ages games coming out. Walmart has denied pulling violent video games. The big three console makers promise to disclose loot drop rates. Loot box drop rates. And there is a... Loot box drop rates. Yes. There we go. Fast. Say, Say it, it nine times fast. Say it 1776 times. And there's Good a God. there's a new Gears 5 Xbox One X console controller bundle. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Michael McLeod. He's drinking. From space, I'm here. Back in space. Mm-hmm. And Cesar Concepcion in the second. I'm here on Earth. <laughs> With me. Yes. We're staring at each other. Staring yep. at Michael. It's, yep. like, it's like a better version of the movie Aliens. Like ground <laughs> control to Major Richard. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm steering this ship? Yeah. Yeah. When you guys uh, are going to... You're, you're doing something. You're careening us somewhere. Yeah, whatever the ship is. If Michael, it's under the ground, then so be it. What were you drinking, Michael? It looked, uh, looked tasty. It was uh, Diet Mountain Dew. Wow. Oh. Product placement. Here we go. We expect yeah. that check in the mail from the PepsiCo. This episode of No Podcast brought to you by Diet Mountain Dew. And Taco Bell and the Epic Game Store. we got to have those two all. That is our trifecta. That's Ooh. our permanent one. That do and the diet. <laughs> diet. There's nothing like Diet Mountain Dew and Taco Bell together. Yeah. Yeah. While we play it's our epic combination, some might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done, Michael. While well, I'm in Taco Bell drinking my Mountain Dew, playing games on from the Epic Game Store on my laptop. Just us? Yeah. Just us? It's only three of us with that launcher. What is the free game right now? Mm. We just uh, had Alan Wake and uh, For Honor. I don't care about because I looked Nog at it. Or something like that. What G- is that? G-N-O-G-G. It's like a puzzle-type robotic game. Did they announce what the next one is? It's two games next. Oh, excellent. Next, yeah. What were they? I didn't see them. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I just download them, and I'm, I just never... Yeah, I, I went on yeah. there to get Alan Wake, and I missed it. No! So I, was like, I was just like, I don't really care what this oh, thing is. Oh, McLeod, you had one fucking job, man. You missed Alan Wake? We just discussed it. Yeah, dude, what we the did, fuck? We did, but I don't know. I, got, I didn't get on it quick enough, I guess, so get your Get your ass out of space. Fucking launch the uh, no podcast sponsored Epic Games Store. It's been a while. Nelly had moved the computer around since I had uh, even been on the computer. You couldn't find it? She hid it from you? I mean, it was it was in the room, but like she had changed positions, and um, I tried to boot up Sekiro on you, it. You 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 got the same look I did. I'm listening. Like, oh, it's a Hyper Light Drifter and Ooh. Mutant Year Zero are free on next. Mutant yeah, Year Zero, that, holy actually, shit! Next week's looks good, but this week's I didn't care about. Nog, Gonog. I mean, you can't have winners every week. Yeah, true. All right, I'm buying it right now, so I don't forget it. Yeah, do it. Thanks for a reminder, guys. Michael, yeah. do it now. Go find the computer where a guy well, what'll, what'll happen is they'll send you a receipt not, for $0. Yeah. 
<laughs> I always get yeah. that. Thank you for placing your order. I'm like, oh shit, how much was it? I haven't have yet to order anything from the Epic Game Store. I've so. not spent a yeah. penny. Mm-mm. Even with their random sell thing, was like random prices off or whatever. However they do uh, it, those were good deals too. They were, but I still, I still like. I mean, there's not enough on there that I didn't already own on um, Steam. So I'm gonna end up buying Shenmue off of it. I'm sure. That's probably it. That was um that was on the humble bundle not too long ago for like eleven bucks or something. I almost got it. I got close. Which, Which one? one? The Shinmu one and two. Oh. Uh, one and two. Yeah, yeah. I get three from there. I don't know. What's his one below ten dollars? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was eleven ish. But then I was like, it's two games. It's like five fifty a piece. Ten dollars. Principal the matter. <laughs> but one of them's best game ever. So I mean, you know, oh it's worth it. According to Michael, the year of Luigi. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm staring at back there is year of Luigi. Oh, okay. I was like, where are you getting that from? I have yeah. that poster somewhere. You could shift this way and you could uh, be the beautiful Joe for PS2. Uh, uh-huh. All sees uh, glaring lights off the frame. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just it a glare. It's a little glare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see a uh, black frame and glaring lights. We're all back together. Yep. Michael, thank you for hosting us last week in our emergency yeah, studio. Anytime you guys are welcome. The bunker. The missus was okay with it? AKA the bunker. Yeah, yeah she doesn't mind. What did she think, if you don't mind sharing, what did she think of our setup? And I know she was watching us at some point as we, we threw her down our creative abilities. Yeah, she, did, she didn't really say anything. She's, She's like, just, what a bunch of nerds. She didn't come out there yeah. and she didn't pull out a pen and paper. It's like, all right, let me critique everything that's fucking wrong with this. Yeah. She just she just kind of deals with my shenanigans as they happen. <laughs> so We get into them, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all ready to go ahead and jump into this news? We got a lot of delicious news. Mmm, delicious news. Who wants to take this first one? I, I feel like I read a bunch of stuff that last go around. DuckTales, so... Cesar, please talk DuckTales to us. Speaking of delicious ducks. <laughs> no, wow, there we go. That's not delicious. Yeah. Good job, great. Michael. Yeah, well done. We're not, let's, not, let's not discuss it. We just, you just nailed the transition. We'll yeah, we're done. What's yeah. Uh, next up in news? <laughs> Nintendo Switch screens? So, um, DuckTales is going to get, they, uh, Cap, was a Capcom Unity webpage came out and said that they were delisting it. I think there was a rumor going around, I don't know if, if it's true or not, couldn't find any confirmation that is, uh, WayForward was one who created that, uh, remaster, mm-hmm. and they did not want to, uh, no longer support it, I guess, or something like that. They couldn't come down with a contract or something like that, so they were delisting it. I don't know if it's a licensing issue or not, but it didn't matter. Either way... Uh, they announced that uh, they were going to be listed from PC, Wii U, PS3, and 360. Yeah. Um, I think they put it on sale on most platforms. I think it was on sale on everything but PS3 for whatever reason. I think it was like 374. Yeah, on mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and it just went down maybe, what, like Thursday or Wednesday? Just yeah, recently? it's like they had a fire sale on it knowing it was going to be delisted. Um, but it is still, if you purchase it, you can still download and play it. Yeah. I think I bought it on Wii U digitally also, even though I had a physical copy. So I was like, eh, why not? It was 374. I fired it was physical and digital on Wii U. Yeah. So it was three seventy four on the Wii U. I was like, eh, fuck it. Have yeah. y'all seen the, the the prices of the physical have skyrocketed? I saw a three sixty one sold for like one hundred and eighty something dollars. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I got my PS three one when they threw it on Amazon for twelve bucks. I was like, yeah, I got another one. I have, so it, on, not? I have it on PS three and Wii yeah. U also. And I don't think I've unwrapped either one of them. So um, is this a good game? Is it a good conversion of uh, NES Tales? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that was a day one purchase for me. I was actually legitimately excited for that. So I played all the way through it that day. So. Hot, uh, hot tip. Uh, apparently, the Steam version is broken. So. Oh God, that's the one I just purchased last. It was like fifty nine cents. So that's how I, I careened into Reddit somewhere about how they were arguing about uh, why this got delisted and WayForward didn't want to fix the P, uh, Steam version. Apparently, the PC that's what it came broken. down to. 
they were like, we'll just let it go instead of fixing it. Well, I think they said that's the reason why they think WayForward didn't want to support the game anymore because this thing, the you know the PC version was already broken and then they never fixed it and then they never planned to. Supposedly it's a rumor, but hmm. yeah, apparently the the PC version. I want to make a joke about how there's no way forward for this game, but you know. Um, that's I'm pretty good. That's pretty good, Michael. Yeah, I couldn't think of the correct wording. Hmm. At least Shantae has a way forward, right? Uh, dun, 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 dun. For now. So far. All right, that's Ducktales. Uh, good Ooh. luck finding a physical copy now. They, I saw GameStop did their usual like thirty bucks now. Oh, is it not fifty nine ninety nine used yet? Not yet. It's Can't climbing. wait till we match that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles price on the Wii. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For the next buy two, get one. We'll get Metroid Prime Trilogy, Xenoblade Chronicles, and DuckTales Remastered. Finally, the trifecta that we always wanted and needed. <laughs> we were always missing that third game. <laughs> At last. <laughs> oh, all right. Nintendo Switch reportedly getting screen upgrade. This is according to I think Jim- Gizmodo. I think it was uh, reported on Wall Street, right? In Japan. Yep. According yeah. to a report by the Wall Street Journal, Japanese electronics maker Sharp will supply IGZO screens to Nintendo for use in future Switch models, which could be the upcoming Switch Lite and the new and improved regular model Switch. So, yeah. sorry, I think you I think you did a lot of research on this. What exactly? I had never even heard of an IGZO screen before this. Um, it's a low power uh, device. It's a it's a higher quality than LCD, but it's not as good as OLED. It's like uh, what they call the middle ground. So you, you get almost like an OLED picture, but you don't get that OLED price. It's a lot cheaper to make. It's like so, an OLED. Yeah, OLED. 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 Oh, God, this is shit. I want the LCD screens. But, <laughs> give, us, um, give us the old technology. Yeah, So, but apparently, it, um, from what I've been seeing on that, this shit looks good compared to the old, uh, way better than the standard LCD. Is there anything that currently uses that? Type of screen? Um, some phones. I don't know if there's anything currently in this market that does, because a lot of the huh. uh, phone manufacturers over here tend to just go either with OLED or LCDs. Right. Um, That's not what the LG... LG has like a middle ground between OLED and LED uh, and their TVs. Uh, I want to say... I can't remember what it's called, though. But it's like they're higher. They're definitely more expensive than the mm-hmm. regular LEDs, but they're not quite OLED. I would imagine... That's the same thing they do there. Michael brings up a good point. I imagine it would be on a sharp television, typically. Mm. So... We have one sharp TV, but it's just like a Roku LCD mm-hmm. or a LED. There's not much to it. But I'm super interested because there's no confirmation that it's being done in the revision ones that Michael got. I'm curious. Supposedly the rumors are supposed to be on the lights. Michael, how did you pick up that that system? What made you decide uh, to get that one, and how did you how did you pull that off? Uh, well, I, you know, we had or I had talked to you. I was like, ah, I might get that one instead, or I mentioned on the podcast, so uh-huh. I might get that one instead of the light. And I looked at the trade-in value for the regular Switch, and it's like two hundred dollars. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just like, okay, I can just do that in a couple of games and just go ahead and get it. And you just swapped it because uh, I had bought that case mod already, and I was just like, eh, let me go ahead and do it on a new Switch instead of uh, doing it on an old one, and then have to take it right back off. And the dimensions are the same and everything. It's the exact same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there a way you could? You have another switch in the house, right? Could you like fire up the same game and I take actually, a look? Actually, now that you mentioned the screen business, because I didn't really look at the the this one in the handheld mode, so okay, I, I may have to uh, fire them both up and see if I can tell the difference. That'd be cool. Maybe you'll have some. Maybe you'll have something to report next week. Yeah, I'll def. I'm. You've got me intrigued. I'm definitely gonna look. Um, Gizmodo says, by opting to use sharp screens in the Switch, Nintendo could take advantage of the smaller transistors using, used in IGZO. Is that, am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Using IGZO displays to increase the system's overall power efficiency. So that would definitely, that's what we've heard about these new systems is like super power efficient. Battery, uh, chips, everything. 
So Scream would definitely fit into that mentality. Yeah. Scream's based on <laughs> Scream's based on Exotech, which is an acronym for the indium gallium zinc oxide used to make sharp semiconductors tend to have better transparency than silicon-based displays, which reduces the need for brighter backlighting and could even help eliminate the cloudiness or haziness that often plagues the current Switch's screen. Hmm. Ixo features... That's what I said. You would notice a difference, yeah. I'm very intrigued. I don't want to see the, one of these now. No, Ixo... I haven't seen a game run on it. I've only seen the menu, so, you know, I, I, I think we both have... Uh... Yeah, I could definitely turn up Smash Brothers because I have a digital and she has a physical, so... Check it out. Or launch a... Like, side launch a... by side, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, launch a trailer on the... Uh... Maybe something real bright and colorful like Dragon Quest or something. Launch a trailer at the same time. Launch a shop or something. Yeah. yeah. Or if you if you're feeling fancy with the the moolah, just download a copy of Turok One and just play the Fog of War. <laughs> yes, I please. It was up there today. It just came out. Please test like dollars and coins. I was like, hmm. Look and see if your new you have a new screen by looking at an N64 game with yeah. uh, with bad fog loading. That's what I'm talking about. Let's do this wrong, guys. Let's do it all wrong. I'm intrigued now. I want to see what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued now, too. In fact, that's probably what I'm going to do immediately after we get done recording. <laughs> Just go look at this. Stay with us since we have a video feed of you, and we'll be able to uh, experience the greatness with you. Yep. I don't think you will. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to tell oh, a whole lot of difference. We will once you see the reaction on your face. We will see your live reaction. <laughs> okay, you'll see the reaction. It's like an okay. unboxing video. Yeah. Uh, next up, there's a final, final lineup. I thought we just read the final lineup like mm. three weeks ago. They just had to come up with like a Street Fighter Second version of final. it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Konami announced the, this is from Polygon, Konami announced the final, final lineup for its TurboGrafx-16 mini retro console on Thursday, bringing the total list of games from 50 to 57. I had already purchased this, but now I'm definitely down. Uh, the list of new additions coming to the TurboGrafx-16 mini are... Michael, is there any chance you can read this Japanese for me? <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, I don't actually have this pulled up at all. Sairai um, Sinshi Spriggan, which Spriggan. is Spriggan. That's a German word. That means which to is, speak. Okay, which is a PC <laughs> Engine game. Spriggan Mark II, also a PC Engine oh, game. Oh yeah, it's also an anime. Spriggan. Dragon it Spirit. Galaga eighty eight, which I thought was already on there. The yep. Gen the Genji and Heike clans. The Legend of Valkyrie, which I looked at clips of that, and it looked amazing. Legend of Valkyrie is good. And Splatterhouse. Yes. Splatterhouse was a big one. I'm so excited, even though it's the Turbo Graphics uh, version, which is that's what I'm used to playing though. Did you have that, it on Wii or something? Uh, well, you can um, remember that uh, tur uh, like soft reboot they did for Splatterhouse? Yeah. Uh, for yeah, 360 and PS3. You can unlock the original arcade games in that. Okay. And um, so the Turbo Graphics one is, no pun intended, super butchered. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of they took out a lot of like uh, religious references and stuff like that. And uh, there, even though it's still a gory game, they toned it down a little bit. So. Okay. They took the crosses out like Castlevania. Yeah, there's one bit like where you're in a church and they pretty much take out every bit of the church part of it. Hmm. What do they make it? Just like a regular warehouse it's facility like or something? Regular... What's weird, though, is in that same like level, there's these candles sitting on this like altar. And the candles are still there, but the altar's missing, so there's just these candles floating in the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these are some pretty good games. Galaga 88 is awesome, I know. Uh, Konami also confirmed, this is super important, uh, 
Konami also confirmed today that developer M2 is responsible for emulating all 57 included titles for the retro console, ensuring that every game is playable at the highest quality. That's nice. amazing news. That's good. This thing is a day one. Did you guys... It went up on Prime Day. Did everybody jump on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got one, too. I did. Cool. I need to grab the uh, the hub and the extra controller. But we do have yours if we want to get some Bomberman in. Yeah. I think that'd be a real fun stream playing some Bomberman. You know me, I always... Good at pre-orders since they announce it, and I'll, I'll think about it when it gets closer. Price could drop. Yeah. That's something, It especially with the TurboGrafx-16, we can literally compare the price of this versus what we could get on eBay. And I know that TurboTap is super expensive. Even extra controllers are like 30 40 bucks yeah. for TurboGrafx. I only have one myself. I don't own a TurboGrafx, so... I've been thinking about breaking it out. I found a uh, component thing, because... It came with um, came with coax out only. You had to like have an adapter that would do composite. And I've seen these things on eBay. People have built like little boards or whatever that plug into that that thing on the back, and you can actually get component out. Hmm. Which with those graphics looks pretty sharp, and they're mm-hmm. only like twenty four bucks. So we could we could get. I've got the AV pack, so we could get we could get capture from there through the uh, retro tank. But it would be cool to have component. I'm still in my retro quick kick. I'm wanting to play some old stuff. So I think that's, uh, as you that's speak of uh, retro, we can talk about NES Online. Yeah, look at that shit. Cesar with the segue. Yeah, I yeah. interrupted you, Michael. I'm sorry before you, uh, we got off topic. What no you way. got, Michael? What do I have? You were saying something? I wanted to get that uh, segue before we I got... I don't uh, even recall what it was. That, all right. That was minutes ago, seconds ago. How am I supposed to remember these things? So we're in space. So we got two games coming from NES Online this month. Any guesses on the two games, Michael? I looked at it. I don't know these games. But I don't remember what it is. Isn't it different for um, Japan as well? Like, uh, I think instead of a Vice Project Doom, they got something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what did we get? We got Kung Fu Heroes. Yeah. Is this like Kung Fu Chaos on Xbox? I don't remember what they call it in Japan. It's a different name over there. So, yeah, it's like Michael said, we're getting Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom. That box art for Vice Project Doom. I've never heard of either one of these games. For me, Vice Project Doom will always be the game with the Die Hard cover. That's what the writer said for Destructoid, which is... I just want regular Kung Fu. Can we get that? Is that not on there? I played a lot of that when I was a kid. Kung Fu is garbage. No, it isn't. It's nostalgic. Oh, my God. Which is which is code for garbage, but you you accept it because you played it when you were a child. Right. You were stuck with it. All right, that Kung Fu Heroes art style is actually familiar. That looks like... It almost looks like the y'all's Kunio Kun games, but it's made by Culture Brain. Vice Project Doom is a Sammy game. Yeah, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. When are we going to start yeah, getting like Super Nintendo or Super Nintendo? Yeah, or Game I mean, Boy. There's still plenty of NES games that they're give us Game done. Boy games. But this is what we're getting for NES. Yeah. I mean, it's almost been a year. If you think about it, it's like uh, what next month? It'll be a year. When was the last time anybody fired up this and actually played one of those? Oh man, uh, uh, never. Oh, Star I fired Tropics. up like a week ago to show somebody that you could do it, and that, that that was literally it. I played Super Mario Brothers 3 World 1 like three months ago, and that's the extent mm. of... It played really well for what it's worth. I played about halfway through the original Legend of Zelda when uh, it came out. When the service came out. Uh-huh. That, was, that was about it. Uh, did y'all see, it's not news, but there's we're getting a physical copy of the uh, Tetris 99, and it's going to come with that year of that. Nintendo Online. That's a pretty good value. Yeah. Because the game's only thirty bucks, so you're basically paying ten dollars for the the physical copy of Tetris ninety nine. 
but that's a good option for people to have. Yeah. Especially if you don't want to get your credit card information saved on there. So that too. Um, on the retro game kick still, and good emulation still, and M2 emulation still. Okay, come on. Reel me in. Go on. Yeah, you are. What? Cesar. Hey, are we getting new Sega Ages titles? Is that it? What do you think about Puyo Pop? Oh shit! Is it one and two included in a little bundle? Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't say in this article. <laughs> it just says Puyo pu Puyo Puyo. <laughs> you let me down. Wah, 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 wah. I, I, I could have sworn there's two Puyo Puyo games in that in the Sega Ages. Sega has announced, according to Destructoid, that the Sega Ages ports of Puyo Puyo and Space Harrier will be releasing later this month for the on the eShop, coming out August 22nd for $7.99 each. You can expect these to be the definitive versions of these classic titles with the full range of Switch features available. Even better than the uh, uh, Judgment arcade version of uh, Space Harrier. Was that that was supposed to be the definitive edition? <laughs> M2 does, uh, they do top-notch emulation, so very excited. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm, I'll continue to support it. I just need Daytona USA. That's, that's, my, that's the one I'm pulling for. That's the one you're waiting on? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm on, I think I own all the Sega Ages games now. Oh, wow. They're worth having. I think I only have, like, two. of uh, Alex Kidd and uh, Virtual Racing. You didn't get the Fantasy Star? The God's oh, version so of Fantasy Star? I get Star? Fantasy Star. That's yeah. right. Okay, so I have three. Okay. What you guys okay. I'm listening to the Battle of the Dragons outside. It is uh, it is storming pretty bad yeah, out here, Michael. I hope we don't lose you. Yeah. I need to get um, a UPS up here. It's not here, so... Uh, oh, no, it's coming, sir. Like we talked talk to the storm. Like He's like, I'm fucking Michael up next. <laughs> it's headed your way. It's just going to sit there for like three days straight and just pour down on your house. Don't do that. <laughs> don't wish that on him. Please don't. Uh, this next story, none of us really want to talk about, but there is an impact on the game industry, so we will be um, explaining. talking about it. So, yeah, just to be fair, we know um, there was some big news that came out. We're not going to go into details about what happened, but we're just going to go and glance over some of the aftermath. Some events, some awful events in our country. Yeah. Two, uh, two events where people lost their lives. Multiple people lost their lives. But uh, IGN, this comes from The Verge, IGN reported this afternoon that Walmart is pulling violent video games from shelves, but the retailer confirmed to The Verge that it has not directed stores to remove them or halt sales. Instead, the company is removing signage, advertisements, and demos for some video games featuring violence and firearms in the wake mm -hmm. of the mass shootings this past weekend. I think their verbiage was it was only temporary, right? Uh, I think so. I think it was just because of the... It, it just It's just temporary, I think. Uh, I'm trying to see. There's an internal memo that, that they're quoting that told Walmart employees to remove any signage that displays or displays that contain violent images or aggressive behavior for video games, movies, or hunting videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw I saw that memo too. They were talking about Anderson reps. Uh, so that pretty much means it's a legit memo because that's who they use Is as far it? as I'm aware. So, yeah, because they said they're going to have them come out and uh, re-update the Xbox and PlayStation kiosks to make sure they have appropriate videos playing. Yeah. I thought uh, we've all worked retail in the past. I thought it was a pretty um, strict policy on what we could show and not show, anyways. Yeah. Like we That's what I thought too. Like yeah, I, we couldn't just throw the regular stuff. Last time stuff. I saw anything where it was just showing violent footage. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think they're pretty good about that nowadays, anyway. Like, so I, I can't imagine it'd be a whole lot. Right. And I'm not sure how far they're going to go with this because you're talking about a retailer who does actually deal in firearm sales. Mm -hmm. So where's the line yeah. as far as, as what they're doing with that? 
Um, so it seems Walmart, like, I mean, there was a Walmart picture. Do, so. Go ahead, Michael. I just said Walmart's going to do what Walmart wants to do, so. That's true. You know, we can uh, criticize it all we want or not agree yeah. with it or whatever, but it's. I mean, that's that's how it is with a business. They're going to do what they believe is best yeah. for themselves, so I mean. All right, is there anything else we want to do? I don't like talking about that. No, it's I mean. Just, no. Outside of that, I mean, it's like Michael says, it is what it is, so. I mean, we just got to be aware of it. A slightly lighter note I'll end this on. I remember, and I think I mentioned this to you, Richard. This is like a funny story from the olden days of video game retail. Right. Uh, did you used to get the tapes when you worked at uh, EB? Yes. Or whatever, to pop in? Yes. So, uh, I don't know if you were there when Full Spectrum Warrior was coming out. Or that, that was on the tape loop. Not yet. I was not there yet. Okay, so Full Spectrum Warrior was there, and I remember getting the tape, and then every once in a while, when that trailer would loop around, there would, <laughs> there would just be some random guy going, fuck! <laughs> so loud. Oh, God, and they sent that to stores? Yeah, well, eventually, you know, like two days later, they sent it out an email saying, take it out. Right, it was <laughs> like, a recall. I just, I just remember, like, the first couple times, like, what is that? Who's yelling? Yeah. The F-bomb, like, just... <laughs> randomly in the store. I mean, that sounds like something you would do in a full spectrum warrior. Yeah. Yeah. We need to find uh we need to find some of those old tapes and maybe <laughs> maybe play them back and then uh like we're watching them and, and stream that. Yes. I've got some of the old Nintendo tapes we could do that with like uh Donkey Kong and the N64 launch one. I think I have a couple. Oh god, that's all we need is Donkey Kong. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I have the E3 2004 DVD somewhere around here. Now we're talking. Yeah. That was good shit. Right. Some, somebody was posted on Twitter when uh, they were like, this picture didn't age well from the E3 slides. You saw that one? Uh-uh. What was the, uh, what was the content? It was a 360 outselling PS3 and Wii combined. <laughs> and they were like, this didn't age well. No. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you want to take the next news topic? So, uh... More industry-shaking news. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of, uh... Xbox out selling the Nintendo Wii and the Sony PS3. Now we're reaching. I love it. Oh yeah, uh, the big uh, the big three uh, publishers there um, promise to disclose loot drop rates. I think this is something that is required in China anyway. So I guess it's something that um, it's carrying over here where they are going to disclose percentages of like what you can actually get when you buy a loot box. So the randomness is now gone. It gives you a number system of like um. You have this much percent chance of getting this item. So how's that going to work? Is it literally going to show every item you can get and what the percentage of you getting it is? Yes. That way you, you know for a fact, like, uh, do I want to invest in this box because I only have a 10% chance of getting the one skin that I wanted. The one thing you actually want yeah. out of it. Okay. And I think it's well. the, what they're asking. is It's just including drop rates, and it's supposed to be done by the mm -hmm. end of 2020. And this is according to The Verge. Um, I wonder if this is going to be something that's on like the main menu, like you you be able to see when you go to do it, or you're going to have to go into some sort of I, like check out their website. or I something. I think it's it. only in the loot box section. So like, it, it, if they do it like they do in China, because it's already a law required in China, um, yeah, because they were trying to squish uh, squash the the gambling piece on there, mm -hmm. and not get people addicted to it. They just list the percentages of what's included in that loot box or loot crate. They're not loot crates. They're surprise mechanics. Yeah, isn't that what EA called them? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you remember that? So uh, no, but that's very good. Surprise good job, mechanics. EA. Nice little spin there. They said surprise that to like mechanics. 
They said that to Parliament or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what what they're doing is it depend whatever's in that loot box. They tell you what you're going to get out of it and the percentages of getting it. So. I think it's just it's just being more more clear. What they're trying to avoid and trying to run away from is I want this one skin and you're sitting there and spending fifty dollars and you finally get it, and you mm-hmm. never had a chance or you had a low chance and you're like. It's supposed to sit there and be like, all right, do I really want to invest this money just to get this one thing? Yeah. And there's yeah. quotes from each. There's quotes from Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo in this in this article. This is the second time here recently that we've seen those big three come out and speak about an industry right. uh, event. They did the... Remember they sent the letter about the tariffs uh, a couple weeks ago. We discussed that story. Trying to keep uh, console prices low, which yeah, may it, not Well, you had to do something because Congress is about to interfere, and it's always mucky when you get a... Uh, politicians that go inside something they don't fully understand. This so. is true. We saw that with the uh, Facebook congressional hearings. Mm-hmm. Like they have no clue what the social media platform does. Yeah. So I mean, they're trying to understand it and they're trying to remediate it, and so they're going to do some stuff that outreaches that everybody's going to look at like, oh, I don't know if that would work. But, but th- this is what happens because video games have governed themselves since the Joe Lieberman pointing the lethal enforcers gun around. Mm-hmm. The ESA has stepped in and been this board that guides ratings and uh, leaks media members E3 credentials and they're supposed to be the stalwart of the of the industry and they're they're lapsing and, and it's seems opening like, the door for lawmakers to step in. And, seems like they've been phoning it in. Like they just kind of like eh, they make mistakes and they just don't. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They get their money for. I guess they can make their money's off uh, money off of ratings and then mm-hmm. I believe I, mean, I heard on another podcast forty percent of the SA's profit or their margins comes from E three. Yeah, putting on E three. It's probably why they held on to it so long, but I mean, a lot 40%, of it. percent. I yeah. think a lot of it's just they, because a lot of these companies have to submit to get the ratings on those games. So, because they, there's a big, uh, you, you got to submit to get the rating on there. Yeah. So you have to pay a fee. Which is how so, like doesn't limited run get around that? Like they don't, they don't submit to ESA somehow. Yeah, and then I think they had a. What happened was they had a. I think Nipunichi Software did that for one of their games they sold online or something uh-huh. like that, and it caused a big hoopla. And then now, now all the. Limited run and everybody has required to go through ESA now. So because of that, they changed it somehow. All right, so that'll be ongoing. But at least we're uh, at least we have a unanimous stance against loot box theft. Has anybody really been addicted? I know it's out there. I'm not going to deny that it exists because I know people spend plenty of money on stuff like that. But have any of you guys ever had felt like you were kind of trapped was, into spending money? I was about to ask you the same question. Has right. any of us actually did a loot a loot box? Never. Mm-mm. I mean. I, I think the only thing I've come close to would be microtransactions, and it was only like the time saver stuff from Assassin's Creed. I think I did it for Origins because I didn't really. See, want see to... I did that too, but I don't really count that as a loot box because you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. I'll, that's. I mean, that's the only microtransaction type yeah. based thing I've actually spent money on. I've, Everything else, I'm like, fuck it. I'm... I've paid for DLC. I've paid for soundtrack bonuses, things like that. I've, but the loot box thing, like. The closest thing that I even do that does anything with loot boxes is Apex Legends, and I just use the I just get the boxes that I get with my points mm. or whatever that I get for playing the for game. Leveling up. Yeah, I remember that... Halo Five had a big thing, but like you remember when uh, it came out, they had like uh, had like several food items that had like codes you could get for their loot boxes. I don't know, I can't remember what they were. They were like drinks. And snacks and stuff like that, and they would give you a code you could put in. They give mm-hmm. you like points to get one of their loot boxes. So I remember that, but I never actually bought one myself. Did they call them like master actual money? Did they call them master chef recipes? Master chef. Yeah, there we go. Well done. 
I forget what those are called, actually, but yeah. What I, would I think you do? With, a, what would you do with the food items? There's individual pieces of armor you had to get out of that to customize your okay. multiplayer character. And speaking of loot boxes, Richard, we got a new uh, box coming out. There is a new <laughs> box. <laughs> we're kicking ass on this one. Uh, Cesar, you were tempted by this uh, box. Immediately, as, as soon as I saw him fucking tweeted, and I was like, fuck. This also <laughs> comes from The Verge. Microsoft unveil, unveils. Unveils? Unveiled it. Unveiled it, yep. Unveils. Gears-themed Xbox One X console. That looks frozen. We've seen some ice-themed stuff from the upcoming Gears mm -hmm. 5. Uh, Microsoft is celebrating the launch of Gears 5 with a new custom Xbox One X console and controller. The limited edition console includes the Omen Gears of War symbol frozen under the ice and snow and it's the first limited edition Xbox One X since the Project Scorpio launch edition. Uh, uh, that's a lie. The Battlefield one is a limited edition Xbox One X. Battlefield was a... Did yeah, it look? It's, it's, it's gradient uh, gold and black. Oh. Oh, God. Michael, just let it go. Right into the verge. Let him know. Uh, the, <laughs> the limited edition console will Lies. include download codes for Gears 5 Ultimate, Gears of War Ultimate, Gears of War 2, Gears of War 3, and Gears of War 4, not Gears of War Judgment. That's quite the bundle for a Gears of War fan. It also includes a new Gears 5 Xbox One controller with textured grips and a snow design. This controller will also be available separately on August 20th for $74.99. Holy shit. Microsoft is also... It's a bit expensive, but you know they always go on sale. So. Microsoft has also licensed a $49.99 charging stand, which includes the same design. Mm -hmm. Charging stand actually looks pretty cool. Looks good. So I've had several Xbox One controllers, and the one that came with my X, like, I, I picked it up randomly, I guess. Just, you know, I've got three or four laying around. I just grabbed it. That one has a better feel to it. It's got that texture on the back. I like that controller. I'm using that purple one that came with the Fortnite thing. I ended up holding on to it. Did you? Yeah. That purple it's, looks sharp, though. If you could tell. Um, oh, Gears, yeah. Gears of War fans can pick up a Gears 5 headset or Gears 5-themed Razer mouse and keyboard set for $299. Ooh. Last but not least, Seagate has made a Gears 5 2-terabyte hard drive with the snow-weathered design. Well done to finish the, finish the fight. Speaking of finishing the fight, Michael, important the questions here. Oh, <laughs> important questions. They're, they're going to be showing some Gears 5 campaign stuff at Gamescom. Yeah. But we, Cesar and I did some research pre-production, and it is a three-player co-op campaign. That's wacky. They couldn't do four. They said it was too chaotic, but they wanted to do more than... Two, which was fun. Four. Gears 4's... Two and a half people. <laughs> what does that mean? You get to play half the level, and then you spend yeah. the rest of it trying to get revived? Yep. Yeah, you play half the level, and, you, and you, then you just Take drop off. And we're like, where did Michael go? He's like, I'm not just in this box over here. Yeah. Waiting for the next level to start. He's Ooh, locked box. in the closet. Yeah. Let me go. Rough Left for Dead style. Maria. You're, you're oh god no it's too soon <laughs> in every level half, half of it you play as Maria in the box and you're, no, just, you're following stop. the other three people oh god no <laughs> somebody has to play as Jack that's what oh, it is god. they're just the invisible they the can't actually interact with anything outside of the doors Jack the robot yeah Jack Jack so, the Ripper me and Richard were kicking this around so I think we're gonna take off that I Friday that. and play it Jack the Ripper mm -hmm. yeah that's what he does he, they always say rip the door you think that's where it came from I think that might have been where it came from. We gotta hear if that's on the podcast. Michael is fucking pouring yeah. here. Like, if we no, lose you, I would not I be surprised. I can't hear it. No, it's... Yeah. We can hear it. So, Michael, we get... Since we're all Game Pass Ultimate customers, we will be able to download Gears 5 on September 5th, I think it said. Was that right? That yeah. Thursday. It's a Thursday at 9 p.m. We can, we can start playing. Playing, yeah. 
I don't know where I'm going to be at that point. There's a lot of uh, Alabama travel around then, oh. but if I'm back, if I'm if I'm around, I'm down. Are you our third? Oh yeah, because we're down t- if, uh, yeah. we're talking about yeah. playing that Thursday and then taking off Friday to beat that campaign. That sounds good. Cool. I mean, I can't imagine the campaign's going to be long, as long as uh, I'm not out of town because I'm not missing out of extra money. Rod Ferguson has said this is the longest campaign. Like the I mean, most, that's not saying a whole lot. These campaigns are never that long. Said it's the most involved, and the way that they've been kind of hiding the campaign and not really showing us anything, I think it's gonna fucking blow. Does that mean it's gonna be like nine people's hours? Minds. Eight hours? I gotta finish times? that. Like... I can't say it's gonna blow. <laughs> blow people's minds. What do you say? Eight to ten, Michael? <laughs> yeah, okay. It's setting uh, different expectations of what we played before. Yeah, you can't you can't leave it on that. It's gonna blow <laughs> people's minds. Yeah. So you're down for some Gears 5 three-man I'm campaign. I, I'm very excited for the game as we'll talk about. Gears Cinco de Mayo. Hey, Game Pass, man. We don't have to buy this game day one. Yeah. And you know, my pleasure. You know when uh, Gamefly, it'll be like fifteen ninety-nine in two months, the hard copy. Yeah. I mean, that's how I got uh, Crackdown. So. They'll bundle it with Crackdown 3. Me too. Yeah. Crackdown 3, or Crackdown 3 will come with the Halo Infinite beta. They'll, they'll, they'll should, toss in. Yeah, uh, they'll, definitely they'll, play Crackdown Three now that you uh, now that you have you can because it's it's good shit. They'll toss in Forza, Motorsport Six with it. It'll be a complete bundle. <laughs> Please, <laughs> isn't there some bundle coming out that comes with Forza? I have no idea. It seems like I think I was coming up with uh, Games with Gold or something. Like that. Yeah. Oh, it is Games with Gold. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about? We did yeah, it last we week. We did, yeah. We did. Yeah, Forza Six and Forza. Forza, Forza oh, comes God. out the second half of the month. And we did the crazy Nintendo Switch Online stuff mm-hmm. today. Um, that's all the news. We're going to go into games played. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, you may have the longest mm-hmm. list out of everyone. Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump into it, though, because uh, we're just talking about Gears of War 5. So to lead up to that, I've been playing Gears of War 4 throughout the week. Because um, I really didn't remember what was happening at all. Right. Um, when, how long ago did you play it? I played it like when it came out. Right. That's when Cesar and I, I maybe, went to the campaign. I, I turned it on when the X patch came out. I uh, came out. Wow. Jesus, I'm sleepy. Uh, we, all, we all are, <laughs> sir. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I was like, man, this looks really good. I'm going to play through this. And I never did. Yeah. So, so this this week, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I did it. Gears, the whole thing. Gears 4 is not very long. Oh, you played through the whole game? Yeah, dude, that game is like hella short. Um, when I got my One X, it was probably the third game I popped in just to see how it would look on my TV, and it was fucking gorgeous. Oh, man. Dude, that game looks incredible. And somehow I unlocked two uh, achievements, like, right off the rip. I, Dude, I got, like, two new achievements, too. Yeah, how I does that happen? Killing so many types of enemies that probably is, like, slightly more enemies than the main campaign allows you to kill. Right. I loaded up a mission randomly, and it, just because I knew it was one of the colorful ones, you know, for the yeah. HDR pop and everything... And it was one of those wind levels where you can like shoot out barrels, and it'll it'll the wind will blow the barrels and kill people. And I got one of those achievements. Yeah. So what do you think but, of the Gears Four campaign playing it again? It was it was actually a lot better than I remember. Yeah. Uh, I didn't remember much of it at all. It's and solid, I man. How funny it was. It is funny. The banter back and banter forth between is great. The, it is good. The whole bit with the uh, Dell and their their paper, rock paper scissors thing. Yep. You remember that? Yeah. He's like, or, or as Dell calls it, paper, paper, paper. <laughs> it's like, 
I forgot all about that. So um, it was a, practically a brand new thing. My favorite bit is the uh, is Marcus's tomatoes at his plantation, and then like tomatoes. my tomatoes, and then the the helicopters coming in. The helicopter battle gave me and Cesar fits when we were playing, and he's talking about his tomatoes the whole time. Mm-hmm. My damn tomatoes! We already talked about the hundred foot robot deaths. <laughs> yes, it was <laughs> the part where you get in those big DB Mac things. We died yeah, the right most in that game. part. It, dude, it was tearing us up when the missiles are coming at you like in slow mo, and you got to shoot them down. And they had just announced a hundred foot robot golf, and as Cesar and I were playing, this Cesar was like, "Damn, this is a hundred foot robot death over and over." <laughs> it was so perfect. <laughs> we could actually use that as episode title if we had to. Yeah, I like that actually. But um, yeah, I, d- I didn't die at that part. I didn't die nearly as much as I thought I was going to. But yeah, I played through the whole thing. Um, I say it, it, it was better than I remember it being. So I did not, as Cesar and I were playing it, I think we beat it in two two segments. Um, I was not really enjoying the campaign because I don't like the robots. I don't like the DBs. So once you get away from them and then you find out who created the DBs and why they're called DBs, then it, it, when that lore kicks in, then it's like, oh, hell yeah, this is good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a lot better. Yeah. Once, uh, once you know, the the some of the more classic characters show up. Right. The swarm yeah. and everything. I, um, uh... Which TV did you play it on? Did you play it on the 43-inch? Oh, no. I played it on the 65-inch. On the big boy? Yeah. Yeah, and I had the sound turned up. Uh, yeah. I had the full experience. Awesome. It was great. And how long do you think it take, took you to go through the campaign? Sub five hours, probably. Oh, we could do that in one sitting. We can Dude, just do it in one night. not long. The only reason I really stopped at any point was just like, I could only take so much of that sort of game at once. Right. It's just too much like I don't know sound like an old person but like too much excitement yeah I'm just like okay I gotta stop for a second but uh you know a good thing they did with Gears 4 though I was playing it all week yeah I got they did tone down the crazy set pieces from 2 and 3 the scope of 2 and 3 were just so wild and 4 is at least a little bit more uh contained is what I'm trying to get out yeah cool yeah uh I went all the way through that um uh, I was going to start Fire Emblem this week. Okay. How does it work? But that's not really a break room, uh, 30-minute break sort of game. No. I, as I found out, because uh, I was just like, yeah, I can't really get into this. Uh, but a while back, and I had never actually started playing this yet, is uh, I downloaded a game called The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is kind of like a Kunioku game, like a... Like a River, uh, uh, River City Ransom. Okay. But it's way more open-ended. And they give you zero direction. It is, like, super, super zero direction. So like, it doesn't a, even start with a start screen. You just start playing the game. Is it a brawler? It's a brawler, but it seems like you have to, like, find a brawl to get into. Okay. Like, you could... Because it's, it's day-by-day, basically. So you wake up, and then you you just are given no direction, so... I usually just go to school and go to my classes and then go go out and find people to fight. Wait, I thought you said you weren't playing Fire Emblem. Ha <laughs> uh, see what you did there. Well done, yes. Richard. Zing! Burn. You might as well just go ahead and turn off the Skype's call. <laughs> yep. Michael has to nurse his wounds. Set the computer on fire. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's, it's good, but I do wish it... It'd give you a little more direction on what to do because I feel like I'm missing a game somewhere. Does it look 8-bit or 16-bit like those games? How does it... Oh, yeah, yeah, no. It looks... 
it looks kind of in between. I wouldn't say it looks eight or sixteen. Okay. Um, but yeah, and it's a it's a two D plane sort of game. Uh, the the world map is very small. You could figure out everywhere you need to go pretty quickly. Um, as far as like where all the shops are and where everything is, you can randomly like find a buddy to join you to go, you know, beat up people with. Um, I like its style. There's like a button for smoking a cigarette. There's okay. a button. Like you can hold down right like trigger to the delinquent mode. Delinquent mode. Just, the delinquent mode is uh, you put your hands in your pocket, you walk slower, and you just kind of oh. look gruff. Thought you said the liquid mode. What are you playing it on? It's ten bucks on Steam right now. Uh, I'm playing it on Nintendo Switch. So. Okay. Um, it's 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 an experience though. I don't know if I'd pay full price for it. I don't think I did, but yeah, ten bucks is worth it if you're just in the mood for something different because it's very unique. From Steam, um, it says, I, a high school gang leader, Ringo Ishikawa, trying to live through his last autumn before graduation with his best friends. You should play it if you're fond of good stories with strong dialogues. You're a fighting game enthusiast, or you're into some Yakuza delinquent aesthetics. Is that accurate? Yeah, I don't know about the story bit. Like, I've gotten practically no story out of this at all. Maybe you have to find it, like you were saying. I think you, have, you do have to go find stuff. Like, they don't give you any direction. You have to go and search for stuff mm -hmm. to do. Um, and it, it is a day-by-day -day basis, and there's a time frame on stuff. So, like, if you miss stuff, I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm missing a game yeah. somewhere in there. So every, every third day, every third day, you gotta play the flute. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. re rewind time, keep mm -hmm. the moon from crashing. Because, like, uh, also you have like a hunger meter, and I have no money. Uh, <laughs> when you beat up people, you get a little bit of money, but not much. And so my guy is just, it's just says starving all the time. And I'm like, how do I rectify this? I don't have any food at the house. Sounds like, my apartment. Sounds like a bad version of the Hunger song. Yeah. That too. So, it's interesting though. If it's on sale, uh, I would uh, I would nab it. Just it's it's curious. So. Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, are you gonna stick with it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good like goof around game. So that's why it's a great lunch break game. Cool. Uh, I don't know what encouraged me to do this but <laughs> okay that's a good start yeah i was just like uh let's play something random so i <laughs> popped in peter jackson's king kong on nintendo gamecube the game of doesn't have a like a super long title like the game yeah, the movie yeah, the game peter jackson's king kong the official video game of the movie <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah, that's like its official title so. i remember when this came out because it came out on xbox and 360 it's a good game yeah I heard it was. Yeah. I heard it was solid. It's surprisingly good. All right, so, so why GameCube version? And I actually will get along. Get uh, get to that. Okay. I started playing it on GameCube. That is a super impressive GameCube game. Like as far as like a, from a graphical fidelity standpoint. Yeah. I can definitely tell it's not a long game. I never played all the way through it. Right. Because there's there's a video sequence at the beginning, which it's on one GameCube disc. So that alone says okay, this is not a long game. Exactly. And everything's everything's voiced, which is another indicator that it's not a long game. Interesting. Uh, it is it is very graphically impressive though, and it runs super smooth on the GameCube. Uh, it's very dark though, so like I had to like turn off the lights in the room and turn off the brightness on the TV to see what the hell was going on. Huh. Are you playing on that HD CRT you have? I am. Is it progressive scan? It is not. It is not. Okay. So. Uh, after that, I own this game on Xbox 360 as well. So after that, I was like, okay, well, I didn't get very far into the GameCube one, and I know this is backwards capable yep. for some reason or another, but 
Uh, so I popped it in on Xbox Three or Xbox One. Okay. That version looks obviously way better. Right. Uh, but I think it holds up surprisingly well, uh, considering it was a launch 360 game. This was an easy achievement one too, right? Didn't people get it's this one thousand. for? Yeah. I think it's like a, a hundred points every time you do anything, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like beat a level. Get they hadn't figured out how to do achievements yet. Yeah. No, nobody can beat Avatar. Um, this game is kind of expensive on 360. What happened? You get thousand points. <laughs> yeah, I got. I did the. I did that one. Yeah, I think everyone did that. <laughs> Dude, this also, game. Salvation is a good one for that. This game's like twenty-five to thirty bucks on eBay. What happened? Yeah, what did happen? Is it is it because of the backwards capability? I have no clue. I would imagine so. But from a graphical standpoint, it actually holds up really well, and the gameplay standpoint, it holds up really well. The fact that like. There's no HUD at all. So, like, if you want to know how much, how many bullets you have left, you have a button, and the guy says, oh, I've got uh, three rounds left in this gun, or something like that. If you hit the button, he'll he'll read it out he'll, to you like he'll that? Like out, he'll audibly say, like, how many bullets he has left. That's or pretty cool. Or how many clips he has left. Yeah. Um, you can also just pick up, like, spears and stuff on the ground and chuck them at people. Um, and they'll, like, get damaged if you, you know, if you just try to stab it. They'll break. You can catch the bramble on fire and stuff like that. So the environment comes into play? It's like, duh, but it's it's unique. Like, it's actually... I haven't really... think I've played anything too comparable to it. It's a good license game then, huh? I can recommend it. It's good shit. I need to see what I have this on. I'm hoping I have the 360 one. That shit's expensive. Ubisoft only did... What, two of them was that? And Avatar, right? That was their only uh, movie one-offs? I can... The only ones I can think of. Like I said, I have it on GameCube and Xbox. That's the only thing I have it on, so. I think I have it on original Xbox. It's 10 bucks at the floundering video game retailer we mentioned. What, the, the uh, what you call it? 360. The 360 one? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's and not bad. no stores near us have it. Super worth oh. $10. Edgewood. There you go. Uh, but, but and lastly, and I'm gonna lead this into you because I uh, you were talking about Final Fantasy 12, and I tried to get it in a Fire Emblem, and I'm just not in a Fire Emblem mood. Really? Like I don't know what it is. Like I'll get in that mood. That's a I'm lot right of game. Just, I've heard I'm it's 200 in, something hours. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not in the mood for that right now. I will, but so you were talking about Final Fantasy 12, and I'm I'm in the mood for an RPG. So okay, if I go on. To give that a go. And. And I didn't play enough of it to really give too much of it. Oh, I expect you to say you beat the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I put about an hour into it. It's only uh, a six-hour yeah. game, Michael. You can beat yeah. it in, like, two settings. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> string a couple cups of coffee and you're good. <laughs> yep. It's all it takes. But, no, it's it's gorgeous, and it's it's actually relatively interesting. Um, How far did you get into it? And then, uh, then I'll segue I into mine. running around the city as Vaughn, pretty much. That was it. Right. And two times speed, because I think four times speed looks like you're watching an episode of Benny Hill or something like that. It's just it's ridiculous. That's, that's all I can think of when I'm running around and everyone's just kind of like darting around. So on Switch, maybe the Switch can't handle it, but there's only like, it seems like there's only two times speed on Switch. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Yeah. You can you can go into options and set the speed. And change it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think, I don't think I would dare do 4X. It would be too fast, yeah, I think. Yeah, four and two. Because um, I, I had this on... Well, I, I still have it, I believe, on a PS4, and uh, I was going to play that one, but I'd watch the Digital Foundry, and it, it's a higher resolution on PlayStation 4, uh-huh. 
but it's 60 frames a second on Xbox One X. So I think I remember. Like, ah, whatever. I'll I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's super, super smooth. Still looks great. Um, I'll probably continue with it. I, I'd say that every time I start this game, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do it this time. But right. Maybe I'll actually do it this time. We'll see. So I just I, did. This game never clicked with me, but I never really gave it that much of a chance either. Right. It did with me last week. I guess that's when I was talking about it when we were all on the show. Yeah, and that's what kind of like made me want to play it. Yeah. So I did the... Are you done with your games played, Michael? I didn't mean to cut you that off. Was it. That was it for me, yeah. That's why I figured I'd leave that one. That <laughs> leads right into you. I did the infamous uh, segment where Vaughn's running around that... Uh, I think he's in the Sky City. Bajur Bang or something like that. And you're trying to do the... He's trying to convince all the townsfolk that he is uh, Bosch... Von Ronsenberg, and you have to like go around yelling it out loud. Don't believe Ondor's lies. I'm Captain Bosch. Do you remember that segment? Yeah, we got to go in no. the bar, and it's, it's like that small uh, town where you get with the prince, right? It's meme worthy. This is this is right after that. Mm. This is a it's a big Final Fantasy twelve meme that I've seen everywhere. But uh, I had to look that up because I kept failing that because it was I thought it was bullshit. Basically, Michael, you have to go around this town and you hit a button prompt when you have enough villagers near you, and you have to cause a stir mm-hmm. to get you um, audience with the marquise. Okay, I mean that makes sense. You, you yeah, have, yeah. Somebody like kind of like go and tattle on you or something like that. Yeah, you, you got to say it to the right people. But you have to you have to round up enough people to. That's what you think. It gives you a meter, right? Don't it, it gives you a meter of causing a stir. And I spent like 30 minutes on it, and my thing was up to like 30%. And if oh, you're God. if you're <laughs> randomly near one of the guards and they hear you, it'll drop your percentage to mm. zero. And as you're running around, your percentage is dropping. So I was like, this part is... Holy shit. All right, it's time to play Excite Truck. <laughs> I, I, prefer, I prefer Excite Bots. Good I'm God like, Almighty. I you hear that and your face said you could hear it. Jesus. It sounded like it was outside our window. That was awesome. Yeah. Fuck Final Fantasy XII. I'm, pl- I'm down for some Excite Truck. Excite Truck is good shit. It's I so good. Fuck it. I love Excite Truck. <laughs> so you're trying to fill up this meter and... Uh, and I, I was like, screw this part. I'm tired of... It's tedious. I don't want to do this. And I looked it up, and there's some like city guides that are around the city. And if you holler near one of those, it's like 35% of your meter each time. So you oh, can ju- you just go to them two or three times. I had it knocked out in like 40 seconds after that. Okay, so yeah. thanks for letting me know about yeah. this. So oh yeah, I that's get frustrated a, later. Yeah, don't 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 battle with that. And it turns out like it ties into the story because those guides that you they're the city guides or whatever they're actually like sleeper agents. So it's pretty cool that they they work that into the story. It is not like Mass Effect 2 or Commander Shepard. And this is my favorite Citadel. My sh- favorite shop on the Citadel. He's a, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Michael. Remember that? Yeah, this is my favorite shop on the Citadel. Every time I walk into that shop, it's like, this is Commander Shepard. This is my favorite shop on the Citadel. I'm like, damn it, I wish I never recorded that shit. He says that everywhere or what? What is that? I'm lo- the reference is lost on me. Uh, you, it's like a bit you have to do, and you can do it on certain shops. And yeah, like, the, uh, the shop owner asks you to say something like that to, you know... It's kind, of, it's kind of like having a celebrity endorse your store. Yeah. But you can okay. do it at every friggin' shop. And they'll give you a discount. Okay. Because it's like, I've heard of Commander Shepard. He's the specter that saved us. Uh, so, more of Final Fantasy twelve. I hit two bosses that were kicking my ass. That's how I reached out to you for one of these, but it's, I know it's been a while since you played it. Uh, Michael, there's another part coming up where you have a wall come after you. 
a wall. Yeah, it's the famous uh, Final Fantasy villain. It's one of those. Right in there. It's one of those Final Fantasy tropes, like the wall is coming after you, and it's got a timer until it crushes you. Final Fantasy Six, oh. though. I think Seven had one in it too, like in that mansion. Mm. Didn't it have a. It had a. The one we find, uh, Vincent. Yeah, but I think I don't think that one came after you to crush you. I think one side it had a physical side, and then it would like turn around on you, and you had to f- attack that side with magic or something like that. It was something similar. But this one comes after you, and if it touches your party members, you know, you're you're trying to direct your party members and move them around. If it touches them, it puts a doom spell on them, and then they only have certain moves, and then it kills them. Fantastic. But luckily, by this point, you have, you have the whole party fleshed out, so you'll be able to swap out people if they get cursed. And it's actually two segments. Like, the first time you meet the wall, you can either run or fight it, and if you fight it, you've got, like, 30 seconds to knock it out, and I wasn't strong enough to get there. So you run through the door, and the wall is still coming after you, or it's a second wall. I think if you beat the first one, you get a really good item, but I was like, screw it. And then the second one is the one that kept killing me. And I had to uh, I had to change up some of my tactics and change up some of my gambits to get better healing items, because my people were just dying too fast. And there was, um, I gave somebody a white mage ability that does, uh, it was like a reflect magic that I could cast on the party. So when it the wall hits you with all these different like status effects, it's one of those bullshit things too. Like you know how Sephiroth would hit you and you'd have sleep and uh, poison and all that shit. This wall thing does that. So I had something that I had um, a flip, a reflect magic on a couple people, and when they got hit with it, he got hit with it. So I went from nowhere close to beating this boss, nowhere close to beating this boss, almost beating the boss to like I destroyed it within. 30 seconds mm-hmm. with just doing the right gambits and figuring out. So it was just, it was just a tactic you needed to change then? Yeah. Okay. But it's actually, right before you go into that, the, the area is called the Tomb of King Wraithwall. And you're going there to find this ancient relic. And you've had to go through two different sand seas to get there. And then there was a boss to get into the temple. And then this door is right after you save on the on the inside of that. So it's almost like a boss rush mode when you get to this one point. Michael's yawning. I'm putting him to sleep. <sighs> I don't care about all this stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Captain Bosch. Um, I do remember getting to the tomb of the Wraith Wall on the PS2. Like this was where my marathon play because I, it was one of those games I took home early, you know, and um, I played it probably two or three days straight, and this is as far as I got. But uh, I'm almost done in the tomb. It's a pretty expansive area, but this is one of those like Cecil recommended when I was first mentioned in playing it. I put it on that 2x, and I just. I've got my gambit set up, and if I see anybody struggling, I take it out of the 2x, and I, I kind of go into manual mode for a little while. But most of the time, I just let people I let people do their thing on that gambit system. I like the way it plays. I know it was unpopular at the time, but I think it's aged the best out of a lot of that stuff. I've never gotten that into it, so I mean, it's a lot of this is still just going to be new to me. So, so much of the story, like, and I'm watching the story bits. There's one cutscene. Um, I did the Leviathan too since last week. I've played a lot of this game mm-hmm. since last week. There's a, you're on a ship with a, there's a famous prisoner there. This plot is basically Star Wars also. You'll start to put those pieces Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what the plot is at all. Like, I, I, I got, like, some bits of pieces out of the beginning, and I'm just like, okay, I'll figure it out. All right, tell me if this is familiar. There is an empire. There Star is a, Wars. There is a rebellion with a princess. Of course. There is a um, bounty hunter-esque character who's kind of a carefree Balthazar uh, handsome yeah charismatic character he has a furry companion loyal companion who pilots the ship he flies are we getting somewhere mm-hmm. uh, the bad guys have armor on and speak through 
what sounds like a ventilator. The judges are cool as shit. I know who one of the judges is. Michael, the, the story really takes off at a certain yeah. point. Not not all the judges. Not all the judges are bad. You know, really, as you go through it and see it. So. There's a lot of I won't it's say a lot of gray of, area. I won't say yeah. Game of Thrones because I didn't get into that. And the the kid character you're talking about, mm-hmm. like I don't know what his because the the shady uh, caretaker governor that I was talking about last week, he's related to him, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't quite seem to have the same motives. So if you like political intrigue, this it's definitely baked into this this story, and it's well done. Like this is a living, breathing world. I feel more. Like Final Fantasy X, I love the religion. Nine, it was all about the adventure and the characters. This one has has immense world building, and it makes me. I think I mentioned it last week, but it makes me want to play Tactics and uh, Vagrant Story just to be part of that, get more of that Ivalice lore and and characters. And like I like the races. Michael, you're in that beginning part. Um, I think his name is Miguelo, the guy, the shop owner that's yeah, giving yeah. you the missions. He's so cool. He's like Pinello. Where's Vaughn at today? Just like the way he enunciates yeah. and he's just a cool character. Don't get his head down the cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vaughn just wants to be a sky pirate. Vaughn gets a lot of hate, but I, I was kind of sympathetic for Titus as well. But Vaughn, I think it's just I don't know. I don't. I so far I don't care about him at all. I don't know. Okay, and but it, but I haven't played enough, so I mean I'm not really discounting him so much. Right. I just I just think maybe maybe he takes longer to love than. He, he, he grows on you as you get through the game. Michael, I don't know that he's ever gotten there, but he even at the part where you're at in the game, that is still his core mission where I'm at in the game, where he's just trying to get to his friend. Mm-hmm. He's got this, it's almost like this naive, simplistic role in how he interacts with the characters, and he's just getting swept up into this like crazy bullshit and you, being, you said it being right. in a prison mm-hmm. and... Uh, he was being hunted by another bounty hunter and ended up in prison. And so it's, it's as you go through the game, it's the innocence of the character. Yeah. it's like you look at it through his eyes, and he he's getting he thinks it's so simple. He's just trying to be yep. a sky pride, and he, he gets pulled in more and more, and he sees more of the world, and he sees like what he's been missing. And he's, he kind of changes his one track mind, and he sees what's the bigger picture is. You'll you'll notice that. He, You're absolutely right. He just kind of like he, he throws in somebody who just like oh this is what life is about. It's just this and adventure and blah blah blah, and you go in there and it's like wow this. This people are affected. This is affected, and it's like you know, you, like what the fuck did I sign up for? What is right? What is wrong? You know, how do I live my life? It's, I mean, that's you. You'll see it as it goes through. He kind of evolves and grows. So that's good insight. He's he's actually there's a lot more to that character than it seems like. I'm gonna play some more, you know, to, tonight when we get get done with this. So. Yeah, and yeah. that that innocence is like propelling him through because he still he still just has yeah. that basic desire throughout the game. It's just it's sweeping him up into this this great adventure. Yeah, and you see him change because it's mostly about him, and then he's, he's less about him. And yeah, he, he'll start noticing that himself, and it's it's pretty good. He's already he had a major conflict with another character because of of something he had held on to for years and assumed something about this character. And when he got the truth and got to know this person, he's he's actually one of his strongest allies now. So it's I'm curious to see. Dude, the game's good as hell. Yeah, like, the more I talk about it, I'm like hell yeah. I'm curious to see once you beat it, if you'll you'll pick up twelve on the DS and go right into the sequel. Oh, the Revenant Wings. Yeah. Because it takes place with him, Vaughn, and Pinello right afterwards, so it continues their story. Yeah. Is that an expensive game? Because I don't think I own this one. Uh, I have it if you don't. Because yeah, I've yeah. never played it. <laughs> Let me beat a game. This will be the first Final Fantasy game I've beat in decades. Just to complete that experience, I'm just curious if you would just go through it. That's all. Yeah. Hey, that's my game played. I, I packed that one in. I love me some 12. Stick with it, Michael. Yeah. I highly I, I recommend say, it. I think I will. And I know you like these sweeping adventures and stuff too. And the, the battle system it had to grow on me. It wasn't it wasn't an immediate click like 
I was like, all right, here we go. Here's the little arcing lines. And but once you figure out the gambits, like it, it almost took that point of failing with the gambits and going in and being like, all right, how can I fix this? And what killed it for me when this game first came out was this was this one was a lot more linear than ten was. I know ten was kind of linear, but this one was like more. Like here's a map, here's areas you can access. I think yeah, that's what turned me off when I played it back on PS2 and I never went through it. And but I think I had this conversation with you where and I went through Final Fantasy 13 and how linear that was. It made it's me very straightforward. It made me appreciate 12 a little bit more. 12 has some huge maps. Like I tweeted, I think I sent you and Russell that picture mm-hmm. of that Leviathan, that ship I was on, and uh, the two subsequent places I've been after that, the Sand Sea and now the the tomb. The tomb is fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Like they dwarf the. They dwarfed that ship I sent you the picture of. And there's a lot to go back. Like, I'm not even doing the hunts. Did you do the license board? Or the not the license board. The hunter the hunter request? Like I don't the think I went stuff? up. Well, see, I'm, see, for me, I quit. I fell off at the very end of the game. Okay. So I still need to go back and just finish it. I'm at the very end, but I don't think I've done it. I just went through the story. I still remember everything. Yeah, But I just got to like just go finish 30, it. 45 hours game, something like that. I know it's like one of the shorter ones. I, with the two X, I think with the two X, I'm at the very end. I'm only like 28 hours or something. Like okay, that. see, yeah. that's that's very doable to me. Michael, you'll get a lot of the places I've been that you're coming up to. You'll get a map right off the rip, so you'll just see these long expanses of hallway, and you can turn your gambits on if you know who mm-hmm. you want to do what. You can turn on that two X and just go down the hallway, and what would have taken five minutes is you know is two oh, minutes. Oh god, we're talking like on a huge map, like two or three hours, yeah. you can blow through in about thirty minutes. And there's sometimes where I just said that fuck it, I'll just level up and just went back and forth in the map and just. I did grind in one area mm-hmm. when I was on that ship. There's one, there's one save crystal where you can heal everybody, and then as soon as you come through the door, there's this alarm going off, and it, you're flooded with mm-hmm. enemies. And I just sat there. I grinded for probably. 30 minutes right there and leveled everybody up and moved their so, license yeah, board. Yeah, because I did it where I, I got it to the point where I wasn't getting any experience anymore until it was like yep. it was doing nothing. Yeah. It just made it easier for me to go through the story. I so. was one hit killing people because yeah. I couldn't get off that ship. When that alarm was going off, I couldn't fight my way out. So yeah. I just sat there and grind. There's a couple of places, Michael, you'll hit where it's like, all right, I need to I need to spend some more time and grind a little bit and move on. But it's never, like the way the battle system plays out, it's never like tedious to me. Even though it was the same enemies over and over with that mm-hmm. spawn point, but I knew what I was doing spamming I mean, that's, that. That's grinding. Yeah, you know, I knew what I was doing spamming that it. sort of game. Exactly. All right, that's Final Fantasy twelve. I do enjoy it. Michael, stick with it. Cesar, so, what have you been playing, sir? Yeah, I won't go into details about my ongoing game, so I'll just talk about the the two that I've primarily been focus, focusing on. Okay. Um, I played a little bit more Data Live. Um, it's just a visual novel. I can't really go into details about what it is because it's a standard visual novel. But most of that's because I probably watched a lot of the anime and I'm very familiar with the characters now. So it's a lot. It's way more enjoyable. I can tell you that much. Uh, I'm just going through it. Uh, the biggest one I probably put in is uh, getting ready for Oninaki. So I put in 20 hours in Lost Fear mm. this week. Are those yeah. worlds connected? I know it's the same development. Mm-hmm. They're not. You just want to play one of their games. I just, for whatever reason, I bought it, and when it came out, I n- never got into it. I just decided to go through it, and it's, it's not bad. It's, it's pretty decent. It's a, it is a definitely a throwback to the 90s RPGs, SNES, PlayStation. Um, story's pretty good. There's some stuff on here where I felt that they were doing right, and they were just, like, borderline to making it excellent and great and mm-hmm. thrilling. But you see a lot of stuff where you get the... Um, I mean, you start off with the three orphans, and you're, you're saving the world, and... Uh, you meet you meet people who you thought were your friends that betray you, and you meet people who you thought your enemies that became your friends. It's very similar to like those uh, segments from like Final Fantasy VI and Seven and stuff like that. But it just never gets to that point where the 
the story ever pulls you in 100% like that, where you okay. think you're addicted. There's some aspects in there where I play down there. It's like, it's pretty good, especially when you go into the side characters, like in their additional side stories. It's pretty good. But um, I saw the credits, and I'm putting credits in quotation marks over at the 20 hour mark where There's you beat the game. final boss. And then you start seeing it. So essentially, uh, let me, before I get to that part, you, you, the basis of the story is that you start out with this. Uh, it goes through three generations. So you start out with this king who is like they call the plated people who is trying to... It, you're not sure what's going on with the moon, but you see that people are becoming what they said lost. Mm -hmm. Which is, it shows like a white shadow when they disappear from this world and it's being caused by the moon. And you, you notice that in the beginning and it, your main character is dreaming this... What they call the plated people, which have been fighting the moon for a while. Um, and it, it seems to go through generations as you see it go through. It's like where it goes through and starts just taking, clearing out humanity, and humanity starts over again. It's kind of like a cycle. Um, so you, you play as um, uh, Kanata. Uh, he, he wakes up from a dream where he's seeing like this previous uh, generation that lost the fight to the moon. Hmm. And he and he's uh, friends with these uh, another character. Uh, I call, uh, he goes by Gears later on because there's some stuff happening on there, but he looks just like fucking Locke from um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VI. That's what he reminds me of. I saw in Onenaki, there's like basically a Dragoon character from mm. Final Fantasy in there. Yeah, you, you, you see some stuff in there as well. And then Lumera, which are, they're all three or orphans that are grew up in this town together. Michael, did you play this at all? Uh, no, I have it, but it's, it's one. I've just been sitting on it. Yeah. So as you go through the game, there um, Kanata he has a way to bring back the loss. Uh, he's a connection to the moon, and he can kind of restore these uh, people or locations that disappeared based off memories. So you go around and you get these fragmented memories, and you start bringing stuff back, and then you you'll go on through and you find out like all right, there's a there's an empire that has their own agenda, and then you um, kind of go through that for a while, and then you f find out who's the main villain of the game, who's kind of running the show in the background. He's the one that's making everything lost and destroying, and he's from another generation, a previous generation, mm -hmm. um, that had also lost to the moon. Ah. But he went another direction. I won't go into details. He ends up getting the power from the moon. It's like you're you're doing this struggle um, where you're like both halves. One's good, one's evil, and one has conflicting powers. And one could take away, one could restore. How does the gameplay play out? Is it turn-based, or is it... It, is, um, it almost looks like a yeah. Secret of Mana type game. Like, Onenaki was more of a... I guess Onenaki would be more of like the Secret of Mana, where it's an action RPG, and you kind of mm -hmm. move around. This one is a purely uh, turn-based. It has an ATB battle system. Oh. Active time battle. So yeah. when you can set it up and and choose when you choose your moves, or pause it, or you can change it to, like, you know, everybody's moving all at the same time, but it is turn-based. It's whenever your turn comes up, then you go. Is it good? Yeah, uh, good it's, turn bases yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, the battle system, I mean, there's nothing to write home about. It's just pretty standard on there. I mean, the game has grown on me a lot. I, I think the reason why it turned me away is because it was very boring in the beginning, but as you go through on there, it's like it, it gets pretty good. So it's only about a 20-hour game to get to the credits, and once you get to the credits, you'll notice that like more and more stuff starts to fade away. Okay. Rolls the credits um, and asks you to save at the end. Takes you to the title screen, you load the save screen, and you start off in like another realm. And I'm going. That's the part I'm at right now. So I'm not sure how much more of the game I have left because now I'm I'm like dealing with the aftermath after beating the final boss. There's still more stuff going on that you're not sure of. Like you're, you wake up and you're in this other uh, void of a realm. That's what they call it, and it's like a a bizarre version of the world you grew up in. Uh, yeah, the bizarre version of the world you were just in, and you lost your team, and you're going around and trying to find everybody again. So hmm. new game plus. 
Yeah, basically. I guess you can continue the story or whatnot. So. Lost Sphere. What are you playing this on? Uh, PS4. PS4? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw you on it the other day when I was on. Yeah, you can do this on uh, PC, Switch, and PS4. Um, it's 50 bucks on Switch. How much was it on PS4? Um, I think they had it on sale digitally a couple weeks back for like 15 Okay. Uh, I wow. Bought, I bought That's a, a big discount. physical copy from the Square Enix store when it came out in January of last year, I think. That's the yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah. I got a Switch copy. But yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, I'll finish it up this week and I may jump on I Am Set sooner and just knock that out before Oni Knocking comes out and just do the... There you go. The trilogy. You're doing yeah. the Tokyo RPG factory. The trifecta in there. Yeah. I got a good sneaking feeling that they're going to close down Tokyo RPG once Oni Knocking comes out. So. Why do you think this? Because uh, Lost Fear and I Am Satsuna did not set Blazing yeah, uh, sell, I, I, uh, sales expectations. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that they gave them a third game, but I think they. I've noticed that Square Enix has been promoting this third game a lot more. It got a demo. Yeah. Well, the other two got demos too, didn't they? I think so, but they really pushed the demo out there. And they, yeah. um, you see a lot of uh, videos coming out every week talking about the different gameplay aspects. It seems like they're putting more in it. It seems like this is kind of like their last shot. And I, I, I got a feeling I think this one's going to be the, probably the best one of the three, but I got a feeling not a lot of people are going to jump on it. So. You say it's their Final Fantasy? Uh, I, I, I would. Kind of like Sakaguchi would. <laughs> well done, um, sir. Outside of that, I mean, I went ahead and pre-ordered Oninaki, so I bought it and did my part. I'm still debating on whether or not I'll buy the physical copies because I think the English is included on PS4 and the Switch versions. If you get them from Amazon Japan, they're included on there. Cool. So. I will definitely get it physical, but probably not immediately. Yeah, I didn't know we weren't getting a physical copy. I, I assumed it was. Yeah, I think the the Lost Fear they did it was a Square Enix exclusive, and you remember I said Suna had a, a English on the Switch version, so. I think I'm yep. just assuming since it's been in that Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. so much that it's going to be a, a Nintendo published title, like Astral Chain almost. But, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. I mean, there's there's some parts in there I have issues with, and that, with the gripes with the story. And the story's good enough. And there's certain parts on there you look at and you're like, fuck, you're so close. It's like you have all the right stuff on there. I think the biggest thing that killed it for me was the pacing. You, you deal with a lot of bullshit uh, with the the Empire that that's, that's kind of ruling that area. There's two different... Um, kingdoms in there and mm. the one you're dealing with you, you kind of like they drag you along for a while and you're like it doesn't get interesting until you go to the second half when you go into the kingdom and it's like why don't you start with this one you start getting different story bits <laughs> like this village is uh, being poisoned and people are dying and you got to go figure out why and it's like each each village has like a different story so it definitely took off when you got to that other place. It, it's it it sucks though, because I mean it could be if you're not willing to sit there and put in like eight hours or ten hours before it starts kicking off, you're yeah. like you're like it's it's a slow yeah. burner. Those are hard to um, those are hard to recommend. And it's like it's weird because I figured I, if they would have started out in that kingdom and pulled you in, I would have been okay with the other part they had on that starts on the beginning. Oh. so I mean it's. It ha- I, that was that studio second game, you yeah, know. They're still putting. It has it their moments. It's yeah. pretty good. I okay. mean, it's good. It was enough for me to put twenty hours into, and I'm still, I'm almost done. So, well, I don't know. I don't. This is what you they think. Call it. You don't know. This post game. I'm just yeah. rolling with it right now. So I'm going through and like my post game. I'm just in this weird, bizarre world where nobody can speak properly, and you might lose this fear again and have to start over. I got a good feeling that this is going to go Final Fantasy IV. I'm going to end up being on the moon. So, it sounds like the ultimate villain. I think he's there waiting for me. That's what it seems like. It, cool. it seems like with this uh, final boss that I fought, um, is not it. He, but he's he's an interesting boss. You know how a lot of those uh, you get like hit or miss on the Final Fantasy R- on RPGs with the bosses like yeah. random or come out of nowhere. But this one was actually yeah. pretty interesting. And he's he's got good motivations and um, 
he kind of pulls a wool over a lot of people's eyes, and you you experience his half on there. They they kind of show you his memories on there, and you, you get motivations like a good on there. Yeah, yeah. I was, it's a, surprisingly, yeah, very cool. But yeah, that's most of what I played this week. So um, outside of that, I mean, I can go in my ongoing games. I'm still doing Final Fantasy 14 quests and missions, and it's already too late for them to squash out that another realm because I'm almost done with it. Yeah, are you in a? You're still in a realm reborn. Yeah, I'll finish that. It's I'm almost in thin. Sent you that link from Polygon, I think. We mm-hmm. didn't put it news, but they're going to condense that first. They said that first game of Realm Reborn can be a slog, it, but it's worth playing to get to the rest of the stuff. It it trains you on how to play that yeah. RPG, but it, like if you ever it, that game is very different when you go into the expansion. So I, I can see why they would do that. It it, it is very. Um, it's a lot of. Of course, uh, they're going to do it after you get done with it. Yeah. yeah, I sent him that article, and he's like, oh, "I'll be done with it by the time they they're they're supposedly condensing that." That first part of the game, Michael. They're, yeah, they're trying yes. to get it. Yeah, I mean, it might work out better for y'all too. That way, you don't have to sit there and go through that bullshit. For, I think I'm in there for like 65, 70 hours. I've thought about it as risk free because we get the first thirty hours free. I think thirty five. Yeah. But I think I've played this before for like ten minutes, so I may not get that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they've been even doing like three months. Like, hey, welcome back, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure with if they condense it, I'm sure they're gonna do another special to get people in there. Yeah, try to get them into the expansions because you're gonna have to buy the expansion and all that. Is they're gonna get you to spend money either way? So I don't think it matters. Slowly going through my uh, Trails of Cold Steel two. I need to speed it up because Cold Steel three comes out in October. Yeah. Um, I really want to go through Trails in the Sky the third because um. A lot of the characters from the Trails in the Sky start making cameo experience, uh, appearances inside Trails of Coastal 3. And I don't know where they were left off in, until I played the third <laughs> game. So Fill in the gaps. I didn't realize that until I was looking on a line where I was like reading some information on the, the Trails in the Sky characters. And lo and behold, a lot of them show up in uh, Trails of Coastal 3. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to go through the third and figure out what happened to them. Trails of Coastal 3 falls in a weird spot for me. I mean, I'm excited to play it, but yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, it takes place a couple of years after the yeah. the second game, so it's kind of like its own three and four is kind of like. I its mean, own I'm talking thing, about like so. a release window. It's like after Zelda, it's after Dragon Quest, it's right before Shenmue and Pokemon. So it's like, you know, there's just a bunch of shit around them. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, as long as nothing else gets pushed back, that can still get pushed back. Shenmue can still get pushed back. We don't know yet. They could. I mean, Death Stranding's coming out. I'm really excited about playing that around that time, too. So We're taking that yeah. day off as well? Yeah, uh-huh. as well. Michael, you want to play that one with us? What, Death Stranding? Yes. Death Stranding, I think, is going to be a rental unless it turns out to be a long game. I have a feeling it's going to be an 8- to 10-hour game, though, just based off what I'm saying. i got a weird feeling we're going to be pleasantly surprised and it's not going to play anything like we think it's going to play like. I have no clue, and I want to maintain mm-hmm. that until I pop that I mean, Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I mean, I'm definitely going to get the game, but like, there's just so much other stuff that this time, this year, it's yeah. a busy year, so. Yeah. No, I'm saying uh, like we're going to take that Friday off and, and play it together if you want to join us. Yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah, we'll see what it's like. Uh, assuming I'm not out of town, I'm super down with that. Yeah, because I yeah I saw the the Hartman trailer and all that. And I didn't. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. I saw that they posted. I yes. Didn't, I didn't. I was like, okay, I'll, same. I'll just wait till it comes yeah, out. I'm not really. So. I'm not really keeping up with it too much. I'm absolutely not. Yeah, because I and I didn't when they did the the Twitch stream. I didn't watch all of it. I kind of just kind of glanced at it to see what was going on, and mm-hmm. I, but I didn't go into detail about what was in there or what was dealing with or try to decipher it or anything like that. So right. Uh, I'm probably gonna go as blind as I can in this game. You but, and me both. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, I've been hitting up Ultimate Alliance 2 here and there, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, 
chopping away, and only Musha almost like the very animal was done. So, um, I, I don't know. I've been peaceful in a bunch of different games here and there. So I see that. But yeah, outside of that, outside of talk about what we're looking forward to the end of the year, so because I, I don't think we, at, outside of November and December, we're good. I don't think anything else is coming out. Mm-mm. September is the big one. September and and uh, Death Stranding. November's pretty good. I mean, you got Shinmu and Pokemon in November. No, so for whatever fucking reason, I want to play Medieval. I don't know why, but uh, I'm going to support See, Medieval. I'm going to play that as well. Yep. But it's just... And then Concrete Genie. Yeah, Concrete yeah. Genie is yeah. coming out. October's yeah, a good one for those Sony games. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 is in October. Yep. Oh my god. Quit. Just stop now. Make it stop. I've had no desire to go back to Luigi's Mansion 2. Oh, fucking Ghostbusters in October as well. Which I think is funny considering mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion is awesome. <laughs> I mean, how far did you get in Luigi's Mansion 2? Hour and a half. I think it didn't really uh, kick off for me until I got to the third. You get a second or third mansion yeah. as well. And I'm not really feeling I was like you because when I was going to the beginning, I was like, I don't know. But it's like after a while. But I'm, I, I'm sure I can pick up three and be fine and not be behind on the lore, the deep lore of Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. How did you get here? Well, if you played the second one, you would have like, holy <laughs> fucking shit, my... <laughs> oh god, I can't believe I've missed all this. Who is this green Mario? You're like the fucking uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the bullshit in the background, like just connecting all the dots. And yes. Like, this is what it all means. The meme. Yeah. Alright, is that it for us, y'all? Yeah, that's it for us. Let's, Let's wrap, wrap it up. At least for me, yeah. Michael, we're gonna check out your screens post-production. Yeah, I'm about to do that, like, as soon as we're done. <laughs> this uh, episode will go up next Tuesday on iTunes. Spotify. Stitcher. Google Play. Overcast. And SoundCloud. There we go. That's it. We got them. You can that follow was very us. very smooth, guys. That was, there's no stuttering or anything. I loved it. And you're in space. You're 500,000 yeah. miles away. And it's like still, the fucking Manchurian candidate. We're just in there repeating off the top of our heads. The guy we got the smoker from. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood of the damned. I thought you were saying we were a chicken McNugget or something like that. I, did, I didn't, that didn't come through clearly, but oh, I it together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it works either way, both. We're, we're on Twitter and Instagram as Just No Podcast. You can find us there. Twitter is our, kind of our episode launch platform mm-hmm. news. We try to signal boost with that. And yeah. uh, if you have any questions or anything you want us to read on air, any corrections, send those to nopodcast at gmail.com. We will get to those on air. Hopefully, as long as they don't disappear in the ether. That has happened before. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, yeah, oddly. Uh, speaking of that, I did have a uh, listener text me. Cool. Talk, uh, we're talking. He was talking about Samurai Showdown on Xbox One. Okay. And how broken it is. Oh, what's bad about it? <laughs> He's like, I'm surprised no one is talking about the issues with Samurai Showdown on Xbox One. Local two player, and the free season pass do not work. Some people have gotten two player to work. If both controllers have separate profiles logged in, but rarely free season passes don't even show up on your, mm. on your Xbox. That's random as hell. Sounds like it's yeah. an account type <laughs> issue. Yeah. I don't know. Because I've, well, I've only played it on PS4, and I think... Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm playing it on, too. I so. think Evo, the official, official is PS4 also. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one that, of those uh, weird The new ones. character's out. The first new character's out for it, too. So. Yeah, the free DLC one. We didn't yep. cover much Evo news. Was there anything big that came out of it? Um, got a new Guilty Gear game coming out. Oh, it's like that a was, reboot. Yeah. It looks that is very, big. very good. It did look amazing. Yeah. Um, the we got those new characters that leaked out in Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. which Steam yeah. uh, Valve came back and apologized for. How was uh, E Honda not in the game? Like I'm not even a Street Fighter lore fan, mm-hmm. and I know who E Honda is. I mean, he's he's, he's there now. Yeah, yeah, he is. 
Um, we got we got confirmation there's going to be a third season in Tekken uh, Seven, and then a second season in Soul Calibur. Uh, outside of that, um, we also yeah, uh, and they also Blase Blue Cross Tag is getting a expansion 2.0. Did they announce a new Virtual Fighter? Negative. Ah, not yet. Sad times. Oh, that'd be great if they did, but no. Damn it. Um, they did announce that uh, we're getting some Samurai Showdown characters in Soul Calibur. So, yeah, it's a good crossover. It works. And then they had that whole weird bit where they they did that whole thing with Metal Gear, which had nothing that to do was, with anything. That was awkward. Why did yeah. that even happen? And it was it was nothing to do with Namco Bandai. It was something with like Evo. Where it was like, oh, we're trying to make a joke. And I know David Hightower came in there. It's like, yeah, don't use my voice for that stuff. Yeah, he yeah. was pissed off. Yeah. So in the middle of what was that a stream for Tekken? Yeah. In the middle of a Tekken stream, there's the Metal Gear, brrr, and then there's um, the voice of Snake. It's supposed to be David Hayter, and he's saying That's that was Tekken some good ass. Tekken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was upset about it, and everybody was thinking it was a Metal Gear announcement of some kind, and it wasn't. So. Yeah, and they're like, uh, no, we're not meaning to. Yeah, I thought that was dumb. It's like, you, you had to know what was going to come out of that. Yeah. Well, because they just did the whole um, Season 3, and Season 3 has a guest character they didn't announce. So everybody thought that's what it was. Because they only announced the guest character for Soul Calibur, so... He does. I think he he. I think had actually recorded that on Cameo because he does. Like you can you can pay him to record stuff for you. Mm-hmm. We should do something like that for us. That'd yeah, be cool. we should. <laughs> Let him do our our sign out or something. Yeah. So yeah, but that that was everything for Evo. So I don't think I can't think of anything else. I mean, the Guilty Gear was Thank the you. biggest surprise. Thank you for the summary. Yeah. And I mean, Cross Tekken looks uh, the 2.0 update is pretty funny because you get to play as a fucking tank. Like just a, a metal like gear? Fucking, no, metal it's like a tank? fucking huge... It's like a skull on a tank, and it takes up like the whole screen. I was like, how do you fight with this character? It's, it's funny watching the videos. They're like, what the fuck is happening? I gotta look that up and see it. Because you know, those two characters are from... Um, you ever heard of a fighting series called Melty Blood? Um, they had like some kind of... The same studio, French Bread, I think is what it's called. They kind of had like this weird World War II German-based 2D fighter that came out only on PC, and those two characters are from there. It's like some deep, God, deep that's catalog. Shit. Yeah, and they put them in this cross ta- uh, cross tag because they had that one, um, another one from RWBY, which I think was Neapolitan, and um, there was a surprise one. Oh yeah, Senra, the Senra Kagura, is apparently going to that uh, from that series on there. So. That was an obscure deep dive into series. Yeah, it's, it's cross cross tags getting some weird crossovers in that thing. I guess it's living up to his name. Yeah. But the 2.0 update, a lot of people were pissed because I think you got to pay twenty four ninety nine for the expansion. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody suspected it was just going to be something they added onto the game. It is not. Sounds like a lot of content. Sounds like twenty five dollars worth of content. I'm, I would imagine it'd be more than the four characters coming out later on too. Yeah. I mean, they're adding, based off that, they're adding two new series to the whole fight. So, outside of that, I mean, but outside of that, the Persona Four characters were, uh, play pretty good on there. So. Yeah. You just have what, uh, Narakami and there's two characters, right? Uh, no. Chie one of them? Mm, Teddy is one of them. Nah, Chie needs to be one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Teddy was the one you had to pay for. So, they, I mean, this whole thing when you when the Evil came out, everything was on sale. So, I, I went in there and I was like, yeah, time to buy DLC or season passes is what I did. So, I thought everything was on sale. Yeah, fighters, not, not fighter everything. sales everywhere. Because I was gonna buy two B for Soul Calibur and right. she's fucking full price. Everybody else is on sale. How much? <laughs> like, how much was the one character I want? How much was two B? Uh, five bucks, but still, this is like yeah. everybody else was on sale. I can't remember if I paid. I think I paid like fourteen dollars for the season pass, which included two B. Don't they usually do game yeah. of the year editions of those? Uh, they, I don't think they have. They have not on these fighting games recently. Okay. Uh-uh. 
Yeah. All right, that was a sudden Evo update that we didn't know that was we were going to do. Very random, unplanned. Yeah, it was like what two go. weeks ago. It came well out? researched. Yeah. Thank you, Cesar. Well, you know, I'm a fighting, fighting connoisseur. Connoisseur. The fighting game genre. I uh, I tend to buy a lot of those. All right. Yeah, I, I play them. I'm just not very good at them. <laughs> Me either. Y'all ready to get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Thank you all for joining us this week, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Yeah. Under Bruce. Peace out. I still feel like that gain's high, because even just like normal talking is 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 amped on the waveform or whatever this is. Your gain is high. Arcan. Arcan Asylum. Give me something else, Michael. Taco Bell. Mm, Mainstay. Jack in the Box. Killzone. Two tacos Cat for a dollar. Spider-Man. I'm just saying words that I see in the room. Was that Spider-Man or Splatter-Man? Spider-Man. This is going to sound like... That was god-awful. I'm sure it was. Not fun. What else you got, sir? Give me some audio. We're doing the test again. I see the year right. of Luigi uh, posted. Sega Saturn, PlayStation, hard drive, gloves, hat, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy, Castlevania, Wii U, Metroid. We should do Yoshi. a mad. We should do a Mad Lib about all these things. Oh, yeah.